Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, folks. There is a ton of news floating around, and we'll talk about that in just a minute as we open up this week, uh, last week of uh, February, leap year, though. We have an extra day, February 29th, which will be Thursday. In the 12 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Guy Williams, president, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. We'll talk about the pending Capital One offer for Discover, what that means persistent high food prices. It seems as though President Joe Biden is going to make an issue of that in his State of the Union address, trying to blame it on um, corporations and corporate greed. We'll talk about the current info on I-bonds, what that, uh, what's going on there, the Chinese housing crisis and what it means for the currency exchange rates. A lot of different news going on internationally, national and otherwise. In the 11 o'clock hour, we'll visit with Raphael Goyeneche, and we'll talk about HB 10 truth and sentencing legislation, the implications of same, the diminution of sentence, otherwise known as good time. What does it mean? Will it increase the prison population? Do we have the appetite necessary to fund and finance additional jail beds? When we interviewed Representative Debbie Villio the other day, the author of HB 10, she said no, it would not increase that. In fact, their intentions were in the regular session to introduce a resolution uh, asking the Louisiana Supreme Court to train judges better in the manner in which they sentence, taking into consideration the amount of good time that they will earn and have the judges and the onus on the judges to ensure that they uh, give the appropriate sentence and what's going on in their mind as to what they feel is the appropriateness of a sentence for any particular crime. Seems a little um, ass backwards to me, but we'll uh, dig deep on that and we'll see whether or not that will actually happen in the months to come. And, um, We hope to talk to some judges about that in the near future. There are a lot of prohibitions as to what judges can ultimately talk about. Uh, But it's kind of an interesting proposition. And um, I've been around 40 years. I've not seen it work very successfully in the past. And I don't have a high confidence level that it will work going into the future. But we shall see. A lot going on around the country. Donald Trump wins South Carolina, running away by 20 points, uh, defeating Nikki Haley in the South Carolina Republican Party primary. Nikki Haley, though, says um, 
No big deal. She's staying in the race. She focused exit polls and about the number of folks that said that they would not vote for Donald Trump in the general election. Remember, a lot of what goes on right now seems to work in Republican primaries, but whether or not it will work in the general election is a whole different story. When you look at a lot of the exit polls, you see some some things that are very, very revealing, uh, some of which doesn't really play well for Joe Biden, a lot of which doesn't play well for Donald Trump. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, plays out strategically, uh, what they focus on. President Biden's got the State of the Union address coming up. He continues to engage in gaffes almost every single day. In fact, it's getting uh, so frequent that people just aren't even reporting on it any longer. Of course, that was probably their primary motivation in the mainstream media anyway. Uh, But it's over and over and over again. And then Ronna McDaniel, McDaniel announces that she's hanging it up as chairman of the Republican Party uh, after the, uh, the South Carolina primary. And actually, she will hang it up after Super Tuesday, uh, which is not unusual. Historically, this happens where the presidential candidate of choice uh, through the primary system kind of picks uh, where they're going to be relative to the Republican Party. The difference here, though, is that it is all folks that are all Team Trump. North Carolina GOP Chairman Michael Watley, Laura Trump, his daughter-in-law, will serve as co-chair, and Chris Lasavita um, is the senior campaign advisor. Laura Trump has been quoted as saying that the Republican Party needs to be all about electing Trump and that all the money that is collected by the Republican Party needs to be spent on Trump. You will recall that I said then, and I'll say it again now, uh, that the the ballot is bigger than Trump, right? There are other people running. And if we don't win the House and we don't win the Senate, it doesn't do us much good to win the presidency. Yes, we get the name some individuals that are out there, and maybe, probably not, there won't be a U.S. Supreme Court, um, you know, person. Maybe they will be a Republican, but there won't be any gains there. And we only get four years because that's all he can serve. He cannot serve two terms. A lot of people still don't realize and recognize that. And I've said all along is when when you're looking at these polls right now, where Nikki Haley resoundingly defeats Biden in most of the polls that are being revealed, one would have to wonder that we looked as to what is in the best interest of the party long term. Yeah, we might make an immediate impact four years. That's it. By the time you start affecting change uh, as it relates to judicial appointments, appointments in U.S. attorneys' offices throughout appointments of commissioners, head of agencies, and and the like, you're already through the first year of your four-year term. And it's hard to hit the road running. And it's going to be really hard to affect the election in the midterms, the, the next set of midterms after uh, the October and November elections this year, to benefit the Republican Party. I'm going to continue reminding folks about this because I really see this as as a unique problem uh, 
that we have. There's no doubt that Donald Trump has gained the curry, the favor of the majority of Republicans uh, thus far in this election season. There's no doubt that Donald Trump is kind of in a pickle right now with a lot of the litigation that he's facing. He's in financial trouble as it relates to the amount of money that he's having to pay to defend himself. And a lot of the monies that have been paid to his PAC have been utilized for his defense. To the detriment and the chagrin of the National Republican Party. There's also no doubt with Laura Trump as the co-chair that she will be doing all things Trump. I need not remind you that most recently in some of the elections of Republicans who were front runners in certain races who didn't happen to be uh, Trump supporters, he attacked them. And in some cases, they lost. Great. We elected a Democrat. Wonderful. How does that work to the benefit of the Republican Party? It may work for Donald Trump. But then again, maybe not. But it's all about him. It's not whether or not folks are aligning with the Republican banner. In Donald Trump's mind, he is the Republican banner. There is no Republican banner. It's the Donald Trump banner. That may work well for this election. It'll set us back even further relative to the development of this party of bringing more people under the tent and moving forward. The Democrats are chomping at the bit. They're licking their chops. They love what's unfolding here. If they had to choose the candidate that they wanted to run against, it's Donald Trump. I go back to what I've said before. It's a sad commentary when the best thing we have going for us is the Democratic Party and the best thing they have going for them is the Republican Party. Odd. The latest Gallup poll that's most recently released uh, would favor the Republicans, one would hope. President Biden's approval rating dropped three points from January down to 38 percent, and he's losing on Ukraine, the economy, foreign affairs, the Middle East, and immigration. They're all polling below 50 percent. Immigration, I think, is polling the worst for this president. And they were so far down this immigration path of what they were doing, it's getting more and more difficult for them to retreat. People are waiting anxiously because there are a number of folks inside the administration that have leaked that there's going to be some executive action or executive orders that are going to be issued relative to immigration that are going to be very similar to previous Trump announcements on immigration with a little bit of a caveat. Triggers. Triggers as to the number of folks that are coming across the border. So that's going to be an interesting proposition to see how this plays out, to see how they try and craft this issue to work to the benefit of them. It doesn't help, though, that in the interim, we've got Venezuelan illegals that are beating up police officers in New York and now have absconded. We have a DA there that decided not to uh, prosecute them and keep them in jail, so now they're on the lamb. Some have been caught. Some are still free. 
And then the most recent uh, murder of the Georgia nursing student, Lake and Riley. Her suspected killer, Jose Ibarra, he illegally entered the U.S. in 2022. And it may be that he uh, had uh, committed another crime. They're still trying to work that out. Interestingly, though, no one in the mainstream media, for the most part, is talking about the fact that he entered this country illegally. We have enough of our own homegrown criminals here. Dare I say that we need any more? We've been talking about this over and over and over again, about allowing people in at the border that we know nothing about, have no idea who they are, if they're gang members, what they're doing, where they're going, what their intentions are, or otherwise. We just simply made the open invitation, and then we started making excuses, and then we started making exceptions, and then we started letting them all in, and then we started paying for them to move about the country freely. And now we're provided social services for them for free. You are, the taxpayers of this country. And then they really start trampling on citizens' rights because they're killing us. And I love the fact that people have focused on whether or not this particular athlete at Georgia maybe should have waited till more daylight hours to go and exercise and do her run. Or maybe should have had someone run with her. Or maybe should not have had her earbuds in, which would have allowed her to hear the perpetrator and just maybe she might have been able to outrun this individual. I don't know about you, doesn't it seem to be easier than this? Shut down the frickin' border? Figure out who it is that's coming across? If it's individuals that have any kind of criminal behavior in their background or criminal implications of anything, they don't get in. If they come in between the ports of entry... They're not allowed anything. They're deported. We don't embrace any of that. Because just maybe, we may not know who they are. But it's amazing how the whole dialogue changes and the onus is put on this innocent U.S. citizen simply trying to enjoy her life by jogging. And now, we not only have to fear our homegrown less-thans, but we have to fear those that we allow in at the border. We'd love to hear from you, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We will be right back, folks. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart... Cart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, let me correct something. Some folks seem to think on the text line that I was being critical of the victim, the nursing student in Georgia, by suggesting all of those things. No, That's what the mainstream media was suggesting that would happen rather than just simply call out the illegal alien who actually uh, is accused of murdering this beautiful young lady. So I just wanted to get that straight. Got a number of of, uh, texts. Maybe I didn't phrase it right. I don't think so. I thought I did, but I thought I made it clear. But just wanted to clear that up. Let's go to Carl on line one. Carl, welcome to the show. I don't think you're going to like what I want to say, but, uh, you know, I'm not, right. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I've always been independent. But, you know, you, you say these things that are using this uh, anecdotal thing with this uh, attack just now. But uh, the truth is, in most cities, just like New Orleans, there's hundreds of murders and carjackings. I don't think any of them are immigrants, not a one. You know, they local Americans. You know, and here's Jeff Landry with a stunt sending National Guard, wants to send in the Mexican border on our tax base. Why don't he send him to New Orleans so when my wife walks out of the house in Lakeview, we're not murdered? You know, these political stunts and these things is, is far from the reality of what, you know, you know, all these immigrants that came and saved us after Katrina, the only industrial country in the world that doesn't have a decline of population because of hardworking immigrants. So, you know, let's 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 don't, uh, you know, and, and then not one word from you about the Republicans who who turn down an immigration bill. You know, it's it, it's always this one I've side. Said, no, there's it, been a number you know, of words. Anyway, for that's me. all I want to say because uh, you know, let, let's get the truth out for once. Well, Carl, uh, you know, I guess you're not going to give me a, a chance to respond while you're holding on. Uh, but I've said all along that I would not sign that bill. I would not vote for that bill. That bill is a horrible bill. And just to to go on along with something is better than nothing is not a good public policy strategy. That bill is horrible and will have impacts for years to come that I don't think we're going to be willing to swallow. But that's just one man's opinion. But it seems to be a lot of people's opinion once they start to analyze what's actually in the bill. It's amazing how they started um, – advertising and promoting the bill before the language of the bill was even released, trying to box people in a corner and trying to create the, the dialogue and the rhetoric as to there would be possibly some people would be against the bill. Yeah, well, no kidding, because the bill sucks. It's horrible. Wouldn't vote for it. 
It's not going to accomplish what they say it's going to accomplish. It's got triggers that require 1.7 million illegals to come across the border before the, this uh, president is actually able to do anything. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, and as it relates to the governor and going down to the border, initially, you know, one side of me was saying, this, is, this doesn't look right. It doesn't look good. Read the room. We have so many challenges here. You know, you're talking about having the, uh, your directors cutting back on their budgets in their departments, and at the same time, you're going to spend $3 million sending the National Guard. And then I kind of put my ho- former Homeland Security hat on. I had the director of GOSEP come on the show to explain that there was an EMAC uh, that was certified by uh, the governor of the state of Texas. And we call upon the Texas National Guard to help us periodically, and they do as well. It's hard to stare these EMACs in the face and say no. Because the next time you need someone, the answer to you may very well be no. And it's a little bit of a predicament uh, where you're trying to create that collaborative effort for the challenges that each individual state faces. And rare is it that we actually spend a lot of time critiquing and, uh, you know, looking at the reason that governors throughout uh, southeast United States uh, request assistance under the EMAC. There's no doubt that there's a crisis down there. There's no doubt that the manpower of Texas is taxed as a result of the longevity of this challenge since the beginning of the Biden administration to now, which is almost four years, Uh, They're weary, they're worn out, and they're looking for assistance. So upon reflection and listening and evaluating, my feeling has changed. My attitude has changed about this. I think Governor Landry needs to respect the EMAC request by the governor of the state of Texas. And uh, the mission seems to be clear. The mission is well-defined. The duration of it is well-defined as well. And uh, what I thought was uh, looking for a soundbite at first, it turns out I was wrong uh, in, in my view, and I admitted that before. So now you're wrong, um, Carl. I have commented on, on that uh, issue. Now, obviously you didn't listen to what I said initially as well. We have enough of our own homegrown criminals. We don't need to be importing anymore, plain and simple. Whether or not this country has a desire to economically credential immigrants coming here to fill the positions that we need to make sure that they align with the labor shortages that we have, whether that be uh, from a scientist to a doctor to a nurse to an engineer or manual laborers, Manual laborers is of no moment. Develop the matrix and allow those in in the numbers that we need. It makes sense. We cannot, will not ever afford to be all things to all people. I don't know if your wallet's big enough. My wallet's not. And I would suspect that most people's wallets aren't. And the reality is, is that if we just keep with the importation of 
those in the lower socioeconomic group to come into this country, we are going to be facing some significant challenges. Already, when you look at Social Security, is a, is falling out. Already, when you look at Medicaid financing, falling out. Already, when we look at the strength and viability of Medicare, it's falling out. The reality is, is that we're trying to be too many things to too many people. We can't even be too many things to our own citizens. And I do not and will not make an excuse ever for talking about and looking for the citizen privilege. And we should not be ashamed to say that we're willing to grant ourselves that privilege. Not now, not ever. We'll be right back, folks. We'll go back to the talk lines when we return. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. On the text line, citizen privilege, student loan forgiveness. Now, that's not student, that's not citizen privilege. The privilege is to have low interest loans outside the traditional way of borrowing money for purposes of education. That's the privilege. Not everyone avails themselves of that privilege. So why should everyone have to be burdened with the debt of the so-called student loan forgiveness privilege? Because all taxpayers are funding this operation, right? And every time that uh, Joe, the giveaway guy, wants to give away more money, it's money that you're, that is your money. It's not his, it's yours. So you're financing all of those others that signed up, went in with their eyes wide open, took advantage of the student loan program. There's not a lot of background check. There's not, you know, they don't look at your ability to repay it. They don't look at any of that. You're just basically signing on dotted lines and you're able to borrow money pretty much almost as much as you desire based on the cost structure of where you're going to school. And then when it doesn't work out because so many, more than half of college graduates aren't working in the jobs, they're, they're working in jobs that don't require degrees like they're baristas and they can't support themselves and they wonder why you know, that Yale education and, and a barista does, doesn't align economically. Go figure. How did, I, how did I get myself in this predicament? Well, it might have been what you chose to study, right? Did you ever evaluate whether or not you're going to be able to support yourself by having a degree in whatever? Whatever degrees don't usually equate to success for some reason or another. 
Let's go to Frank. Frank, you're up. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Neil. Good morning. First of all, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you, Anastasia, for being a station that we can listen to, and we actually get both sides, and you can actually have a conversation while wanting to strangle a guy next to you. So thank you all for that. Now, I've been chomping at the bit all weekend, hoping that you would talk about the topic with the girl. Look, we are letting our country be overrun. Everybody forgets about the Trojan horse. We have 24,000 Chinese in our country. Untold number of other people that are bad countries in our country. The president is now going to say, well... Before I have my State of the Union speech, I'm going to sign a piece of paper, which I could have done three years ago. Is that going to change anything now with all the people in my country? Look, I fought for my country. I love my country. And I got two younger granddaughters. And I got to tell you, if that would have happened to one of my grandchildren or anybody in my family, they would not be able to put that man anywhere, no matter what I had to do or what I had to spend to get to him. Matter of fact, I told my family over the weekend, if that was one of them, I'd be in jail because I'd be at the White House screaming on every TV station I could get on, asking him, why is it my family when his family has Secret Service protection? I mean, it's, it's absolutely absurd. And for people to call you and text you and say what you said about the girl, you weren't saying none of that. That's the problem. People hear what they want to hear. It's no more you got to listen and dissect what's going on. It's why well, I think this way, so that's why he's saying it. Yeah. And it's the truth. You know, you know, Frank, what's interesting, any story that you read uh, pretty much from any of these alleged sanctuary cities that no longer want to be a sanctuary city. All of these mayors are saying the same thing. The, the cost to their society, the criminality that's involved, they're not following the rules, they're, they're circumventing every uh, policy that they try and put in place, they're leveraging this against that. The, all, all, all of the rhetoric, all, all of the dialogue is exactly the same. As it, as it, it doesn't matter if you're in Boston, Chicago, New York, Miami. It's all the same. But, but yet you know we'll, we'll stare the obvious. We'll stare the obvious in the face, and we'll walk right around it. And then when something like this happens uh, to this uh, beautiful young lady, Lake and Riley, um, you know, all of a sudden we don't want to talk about the fact that this is an individual that entered this country illegally, and he was detained. But he was released because of a lack of detention space, right? So obviously somebody or someone worse than him came in and they recognized, Ooh, we, got, we definitely got to keep these people on lockdown, and so they moved him out. And then he's free to, to roam the country. He's not checking in. They're given dates to come back into the system 10 years from today. And we well, you know, think- Norman knew what, I'm, what, I, what, I, what you said makes an excellent point, too. All those mayors are howling and crying that they don't want to be a sanctuary city. But let me ask you one question. None of them, none of them have united 
and attack the White House because it comes down to one thing, politics. Sure. You know, the, the New York mayor started bowing up, and next thing you know, the federal government was investigating him. I mean, it's like the Gestapo. And I agree with what you said in the beginning about Trump. It's not about Trump. I voted for Trump twice. What I see now, I don't like. It ain't about him. It's about us, and it's about the country. Now, he can say whatever he wants while he's standing up there about taking care of me, but it's all about if he wins, if we don't control the Senate and the House, what difference are they going to make? What difference is that going to make? It's going to be interesting for sure, Frank. So much for the call. Have a great have a great weekend. Appreciate the call. That's right. More than half of college graduates are working jobs that don't require degrees. And you know, it's it's amazing to me that we're engaged, and I get a lot of um, text about uh, the forgiveness of these loans. And a lot of people are actually in, in favor of it. But what they don't realize is those that are in school right now that are developing this same debt under the same guidelines, under the same rules this, that this other debt um, was accumulated under, nothing has changed. What are we going to do for those folks? All of the criticism that we're heaping on this loan program, nothing has appreciably improved. We still have the same process going on. We still have people making the same decisions. Some would argue silly decisions. Some would argue they're borrowing all kinds of money to enter a workforce that they will never be able to afford to pay it back. And in many respects, what we have financed is someone's experience. From the day they went in, they know that the program of choice that they made when they get out, that they will not be able to afford the debt that they've created going in. Now, how does that work? How can we sit idly by, continue to have this happen, and not try and change this paradigm, change this process, so that we don't have people basically are going there for the experience and some now with the hope that the government's going to forgive their debt. Do we really believe that this is going to get better by engaging in this exercise? It may be better for Joe Biden and votes that he gets in November. But what happens after November? What happens over the next four years? When more and more students are entering More and more students are taken on debt. More and more students are involved in degreed programs. When they come out, they're not going to be able to pay back their debt. They're going to be down and out wherever they are, the same as some folks now. But we're not even doing means testing on the forgiveness now. We're just doing across-the-board forgiving of loans. We're not altering the terms and conditions of the loan to try and put people in a better place to pay their debt back. We're not doing any of that. We're just waving the magic wand saying you don't have to pay your debt back to the government. These government-backed student loans. 
Simple. Taxpayers are going to pay it. They'll take on the burden of this entire operation. Let's go to Etter in the Ninth Ward. Etter, you're up. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Uh, I'm I'm calling because I watched the government, uh, our government, give away the money that they have, but they never give the senior citizen back anything. When there was the COVID, they paid the young people $100 each to take a, a COVID shot. We went and got our shots. Nobody gave us $100 back, but they had the money to give to thousands of young people. We have our loans, our debts. I'm 89 years old. We have loans that we are still paying from from Katrina. Nobody's saying, you know what, these are the citizens that have paid their dues. Let's give them a hand up. Let's give them something. But, no, they haven't given us anything. So there are senior citizens just like me that's scuffling each year to pay real estate tax tax and all the tax that they put up on us. And not nobody say, you know what, let's give our senior citizens back something, too. Let's not just take from them all the time. Because I think it's the senior citizens and those men's and women that are still working, holding jobs to take care of their families that are paying the taxes for these people to receive all the gifts that they get. And I'm not saying it, don't give, you know, I, I'm not saying that. But think about us. Yeah, we need no, some I, help, too. And I agree. So that's all I, I want to see. And if we were means testing on all of these programs, maybe we there would be some help uh, for you. Okay, you are itting your pants over student loan forgiveness on a text line and nothing to say about corporate welfare. Well, I said something just the other day, folks. I think the ITEP uh, proposal by this governor is foolish to take away the jobs requirement. If you are a manufacturing firm, you do not pay sales taxes because uh, you are exempt under state law. So you pay property taxes. And if we're going to exempt you under the ITAP program for the property taxes, why is it a burden to have a, a, a jobs-created requirement? And for the governor to say that, well, you know, when you start a business, you, you need people to work there. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you pointed out the obvious. The question is, we need to do a calculation as to what we're giving away in taxes, as to whether or not we're getting a return on that investment. And if you don't have the job requirement, which has been one of the most difficult things for these uh, companies to fulfill, you just take it away, who's the winner? Not us. Not the taxpayer. It's not only Democrats that are giving the House away. Republicans are just as capable as well. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Folks, when we return, excuse me, after the top of the hour news break, we'll visit with Rafael Goinecci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. We'll talk about HB 10, the truth in sentencing legislation, as well as the permitless concealed carry bill HB 12. They're in the second extraordinary session of the state legislature One more week, a lot of the bills have made it through one side, either the House or the Senate, and we now are engaged on the other. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.